Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about Google Analytics for how it's important to uh, consider this tool because we know Google uh, changes the tool and uh, the previous universal analytics will be gone. Yeah, of course we have time, but it's better to start adapt today. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with me. May Anna, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You know, Friday, positive mindset. I love this day from school, but uh, it doesn't mean that I hate Monday. I love Monday as well, but on Friday I have special feeling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my, my son hates Monday. He told me school uh, is obsolete. I don't need school. It's better for me to play soccer, to waste my time with friends. I don't need Monday. I don't need school. So, but you know, <laughs> in adult life, when you have a dream job, so you can go ahead. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about Google Analytics. Well, I assist business-minded bloggers who are hands-on in managing their own websites, and they're serious about making money. You know, folks like that, they spend 90% of their time in their metrics and 10% of their time creating content. And that's why Google Analytics 4 is so important. Yeah. Uh, can you tell what is the main difference between previous anal Universal Analytics and Google Analytics 4? Yeah, it's a whole other animal. You know, I surveyed my own folks about it, what they were expecting in a GA4 course even before I built it. And they said, oh, I want something super cheap that I could just sit down and do in one sitting. It's like, wow, I've got a lot of education to do because it is a whole other animal. It is not a universal analytics upgrade. And so everything about it is different. It's it's even a little bit of a beast just getting it hooked up right. It's not where you just throw your URL in, check a few boxes and put code on your site. Nope. You've got to set up a data stream and that includes your GDPR settings. And then there's internal tags that you need to configure too to even get your code for it. But, um, you know, Google is in a little bit of hot water about the privacy stuff. And that's the whole reason that GA4 had to be built. They couldn't even upgrade the universal analytics for it. And some of the stuff that you're filling out in there, that's like GDPR and about the privacy and whatever, they're putting some of that responsibility on you. And then the reports are completely different. The standard reports, yeah, there might be three of them that are worthwhile, you're going to want to learn how to build your own custom Explore reports. Don't buy templates from anybody. You kind of had to do that on Universal Analytics. No, they make it so easy for you to do, but it's a little confusing until you get a grip on it because they have 156 dimensions and 160 metrics. You need maybe 20 of those and sorting through it in some of the nomenclature, you know, the terminology it's very different. And uh, even when they use some of the same words, it has a very different meaning. So it's a whole other animal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, we chatted a little bit before the podcast that uh, many webmasters still ignore uh, GA4 because uh, lack of time, other priorities, many other things. But uh, 
for some time we have no other options. Can you tell how to adapt uh, today GA4, how to start learning about that? Because, for example, for universal analytics, we have courses, we have many materials, uh, probably we have for GA4, uh, but tell from your experience how to do it, how to learn this animal. Well, um, first you have to create your data stream and you have a measurement ID with that as well. And you have to keep up with quite a bit more than just the code for your site because you're going to need it. And then uh, once you create that prop, well, you create a property. Let's go all the way back to the beginning of it because you have an account. And this is kind of crazy the way Google named things. You have an account that you log into. And then you have what I call a site account that you set up for that site. And then you can have in that site, you can have multiple properties. So for like Blogate, I've got Blogate, then I've got two membership sites. And so I've got one Blogate account, site account, but I've got three properties in it. Now your universal analytics, sorry for my dog barking, somebody's at the door. Um, and so he, he guards the house, that's what he does. Um, so for your account with your properties, you have a universal analytics property. Now you're going to keep that and in addition to that, set up the Google Analytics 4 property alongside it. And you're going to have both sets of code in your site for that. So you want them to track simultaneously right now. Uh, Universal Analytics is only going to be tracking up until July 1st of 2023. And you want to gather both metrics for the time being so you can compare and that's where everything falls apart on everybody because <laughs> those the tracking is very different what google analytics for is measuring is very different and people don't understand the terminology like first user and default channel grouping and they're like none of this matches universal analytics and it's like well that's because it's measuring different things <laughs> and that's <laughs> the other reason that you want to create explorer reports so you can see the exact same metrics between the two. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, let's talk about bounce rate. Uh, in the first version of GA4, uh, we didn't have this metric, but then Google changed mind, and right now we have it. But it's different between Universal Analytics and GA4. Uh, can you tell what is the main difference between them? Uh, I mean, like about bounce rate. Uh -huh. Universal Analytics is all about sessions and page views. Whereas GA4 is all about users and the events that they do while they're on your site. And that's the main difference between the two of them. So in GA4, you have, I'll tell you the story of Alice. This is the best way to explain it. So Alice is drinking her coffee in the morning and she's trying to decide what she wants for dinner. So maybe she goes Googling for recipes or something and she comes to your site that has tacos. And she said, yeah, that looks great for dinner. So in Google Analytics 4, she is one user and she has created at least three events on your site of session start, page view, and maybe even scroll or something. So she makes her grocery list from that. And then when she gets home from work, her session has timed out because it's only 30 minutes. So she opens up her phone again pops right onto your page. So Google saw this one user in the morning coming in from say Google search. And then in the afternoon, it's the same user, but it's a brand new session. 
and it came from nowhere. It was direct. And so that's the difference in how it's calculating things. So let's say that she's at work the next day and she wants to find what to eat for dinner. Again, she said, let me go back to that site with those great tacos. And so she clicks on it from work. Well, now she's a brand new user. And this is her first time for that user to come to your site because it tracks on the IP address. It doesn't know that it's Alice. And it came from direct because she already had your site open on her phone. And so now you have two users for one person. You have two users and at least three sessions for them. And so you have to get with all that nomenclature to kind of find your way through GA4 and how it's tracking because GA4 is very focused on first user. A lot of those um, default or standard reports in there, they say first user, not full user. So you also have session data and that session data is on all users. And so you see first user and all users and nothing matches. And that's why, because in universal analytics, it's page views. They don't, they don't keep up with who the user is or tracking that sort of thing for repeat visitors unless it's within a 24 hour period. Yeah, got it. Valuable. Uh, let's talk about bounce rate. Can you tell more about bounce rate? Totally Sorry, different. I hear you got a little going off there too. So. I have, yeah, I have some dogs. Yeah, completely different. As a matter of fact, GA4 did not even bring in bounce rate until, what, the summer of this year? I mean, GA4 has been in development for quite some time and still is. It's still a work in progress, but it's finally viable. And they didn't bring in bounce rate because it's absolutely meaningless now. They're focused on what happens with events, what people do on your site. And so what you want to look at now are engaged sessions. Yeah. and entrances and exits that's kind of your bounce rate thing you can see the pages where they come in for their entrance and you can see the page where they leave for their exit but in engaged sessions opposed to session sessions is something open to page that could be a bot that's opening up to actually render the whole page or it could be a person engaged sessions are more than 10 seconds and so that's probably going to be a person, especially if you get an event of scroll. That's probably a real person. So you really want to focus on um, the entrance, the engaged session. They have this insanely long name for duration or time on site. It's average engage engagement per session is this long, crazy name they have for that. And so you want to pair up some of these analytics, instead of just getting a, a quick snapshot of one or two things, you need to build your own custom report where you can pair these things and make sense of the data of who came to your site, is it a real person, how long did they stay there, and then where did they go after that? Plus, um, Google Analytics 4 has those kind of metric tables you're used to looking at, but now they have also a path flow of what people are doing. It's kind of like behavioral flow, but behavioral flow doesn't exist anymore either. It's not dynamically generated for you, but you can create your path so that you can see how they're moving through your site. So they came into this page, where do they go after that? But you have to manually create it. It's not dynamically generated. 
But the fun of that is you can start at the end. Google Analytics 4 now tracks clicks, outbound clicks. You can start with a click and work the other way. And work. So they did a click. Maybe they clicked on an affiliate link or they clicked a product or something and see where they came from and see that whole journey through there too. So it's pretty exciting, but there's a lot to learn and get rid of the lingo and the things you used to know because it's not that way here. Nice, nice. Love it. Love it. Yeah, because bounce rate, uh, from my experience, I see when the masters don't understand this metric, bounce rate doesn't mean that something is wrong. Because, uh, uh, okay, if you have a lot of news, uh, uh, publishing websites, blog, probably yes, because uh, your readers can read many other articles, open them. But if you have a product page, and your customers found everything what they need uh, your phone number that's it why they right. need to do any other actions so it it confuses many of the masters they well it really does because bounce rate yeah. used to mean they come see one page and leave that it has nothing to do with that now in google yeah. analytics 4 and like you're saying if you're running a mom and pop shop and you have your phone number or your address they got everything they needed so you might have a high bounce rate, but you've got good foot traffic and you have to balance that out. That's why they kind of took it away in Google Analytics 4 because it's sort of meaningless and you really need to pair it with other events that happen on your site to see what's really going on. Yeah. Uh, can you tell why we have uh, different data uh, in Google Search Console? Universal Analytics and J4, uh, different metric about organic reach and many other stuff. Uh, what, why, why we have this issue? Right, because Search Console is really, you know, are you getting seen in search? Are you getting clicked in search? So you're looking at impressions to see if you're even showing up on the page, and then you're looking at clicks. And then Google Search Console knows the time that you spent between that. So let's say you do come up in search and somebody clicks on yours and then they bounce right back to search and go through somebody else and click. Search Console understands that and they said, well, that must have been the wrong information. It wasn't what they were looking for or it's a bad experience on that site. And so they're keeping up with that sort of thing. So you're looking for your click-through rate, but you're also looking at longevity. So you want to combine that with your analytics and say, where did they come from? If they're coming from the search engine, how long did they stay? Did they just jump right back out? Because that gives Search Console a bad signal on you. And so that's something that you really want to compare. Now, in Google Analytics 4, they have what's called the default channel group. And that's a lumping together of everything for your referral traffic. So like um, organic search. It's just one big lump instead of busting it out into Google, DuckDuckGo, and Bing. And then you have organic social instead of busting that out into Pinterest, Facebook, you know, those things. So that's another thing that really confuses people, especially in the acquisition report, because it's on first user and default channel group. So you can change that, especially like in the acquisition overview report, you can change that to be a source, but it's still going to be on the first user. So source, unlike the default channel grouping, source is going to bust it out. So you can see the individual. So you can see Google, Bing, DuckDuckGo, 
those sorts of things. The real problem with source that's radically different from universal analytics, especially with something like um, social. So if you see in universal analytics, if it says Pinterest, it's every kind of Pinterest link. Not in GA4. If you bust mm -hmm. out the source in GA4 to look at your social, instead of organic social, you look at the individual, it'll say Pinterest.com. But somewhere down below that, it'll say Pinterest.jp, which is Japan, Pinterest.au, Pinterest.co.uk. They're all busted out. This is, again, why you need to create your own custom explore report. And you can look, you put a filter in there just to see what's coming from Pinterest, and it will show all of them. Or from Facebook, because you know you've got Facebook.com, you've got M.Facebook, you've got Android.app.Facebook. And so you want to be able to see all of the sources. That's another reason why the things don't match in Universal Analytics because Universal Analytics lumps them together in a different way. Yeah, yeah, valuable. Love it, love it. Uh, I'm interested about bot traffic. Uh, I don't remember exactly the number, but uh, online, like around 50% of all traffic are from bots. Uh, many other uh, software programs, I don't know. But, you know, it's a big issue uh, because uh, this data might confuse a lot. Uh, how to filter out the bot traffic, um, especially from organic reach, Google, because uh, I check out a few websites. Uh, they got like uh, 500,000 uh, traffic. But uh, uh, in one day, uh, all this traffic is gone, but sales are the same, a a anything is the same. So, yeah, I uh, can you tell how to filter out this bot traffic and get the right data? Well, the best thing you can do is have a secure site in the get-go, you know, and I mm -hmm. do that for people. I do full site audits to give them a speedy site, but security also plays in very heavily to the speed because if you've got a bunch of bot traffic hitting your site, it's going to kill your speed because it's eating up all of your hosting resources that you're renting, like CPU memory, those kinds of things. And those should be reserved for humans. So the first thing you want to do is fully secure your site. And none of those behemoth plugins do squat for that because the, the bots have to hit your site, have to hit your hosting and hit your site for the plugin to work. No, no. <laughs> you need to stop them way out here, you know, like Cloudflare or something, to be able to stop them way out there, treat it like a celebrity's home. They don't let anybody come knock at the door. They have a gate way out by the street. Kick them to the curb there. So you need to stop the bots from hitting your site. And things like your HT access file at your hosting, everything has to hit it. You can kick them right there. So even anything that comes through Cloudflare, they've got to go through that HT access gate and if anything comes through there, then they hit your site. So you can bring down your bots like that. Now, you can't just install Cloudflare. There's 30 settings in there that have to be set properly to get that kind of security. But that takes your bot hits down 50 to 70% right there, setting up real security. And it's not hard on your hosting. So that's the first way to get rid of them. But GA4 now has ways that it's in, it has an internal traffic source to get rid of it because you kind of had to jump through some hoops on Universal Analytics to get rid of your own hits 
to your site or for your developer or if you have a VA or whatever. GA4 has that built in so that you can do that. And it's a little bit better about filtering out what it knows are bots. But this is where we come back to the reports for sessions and engage sessions. So when you look at the total number of sessions, they're probably going to be double what your engaged sessions are. And the engaged sessions lasted more than 10 seconds. Those are probably human. Just sessions, they're bots. But some of them are going to be good bots. You know, Google comes from all over the world and they've got a lot of different kinds of bots to come in and get your title and your excerpt and maybe your featured image or something. Because news events happens and they want to, you know, get that stuff as fast as they can. And then they have bots that come in and read the full HTML of all your content. And then they have bots that come in and render the whole page. They're going to be there a little longer, but probably not more than 10 seconds. So not every bot that hits you is bad, but you could have hits from Google from all over the world. You can actually see this in your hosting if you have something like cPanel that has AWS stats. You can see all the countries that Google's hitting you from and DuckDuckGo and Yandex and, you know, all of them. So not all bots are bad, but it's really that sessions versus engaged sessions and duration that help you sort that out. So I don't know if you can keep them all out, but you can certainly look at them and filter them a little bit in the um, reports, especially the custom reports. I think that shows in the standard reports. I think it's the... Um, acquisition traffic report i think that's it's there or the user report but i think it's the traffic where it shows that yeah uh, this humans not bots <laughs> applaud you because of this value <laughs> I, I, yeah I, I have the question about common mistakes can you list a common mistakes a common mistakes that webmasters still do and your tips how to find a much better way right that's really what it comes down to fully securing your site making sure everything is um you know getting mainly human hits to begin with and then your analytics have a little more meaning for you too mm -hmm. uh, what do you mean about uh, more meaning i'm sorry yeah, uh, I, I, I want to know common mistakes that webmasters uh, or uh, website owners uh, get uh, or still do uh, by using uh, GA4 from your experience. Uh, well, actually, I want to address universal analytics. 80% uh, mm -hmm. of my clients, this is how I know this, is because 80% of the clients who come to me for a site audit or for HT, proper HTTPS conversion, on their mm -hmm. site don't have their universal analytics set up right in the first place. There are two places in there that you need to put your canonical URL. And most people don't even know what their canonical URL is. And yeah. so they put the wrong one in. So you have four combinations. You have HTTP, HTTPS, and then WWW and none. And all combinations of that, you have four ways, four gates that, that people and bots can get to your site and you need to lock three of those and redirect them only to your canonical but it's your canonical that you need to put into two places in universal analytics almost everybody misses that second place so either they don't have the canonical in there correctly to 
track on. And then the other one is for view. And I've seen people have their analytics skyrocket through the roof when they got the right canonical and had everything redirecting to that canonical and had the right canonical on each place. So that's why, I, you know, when I teach how to hook up GA4, the first thing we look at, how do you have universal analytics hooked up? Because if you're going to have them hooked, you know, in there together, you're going to be comparing. And if you have GA4 right, but your universal analytics is not right, they're still never going to match. And so we have a look at that too. So that's a huge mistake people have been making that's costing them all kinds of money to be able to get brand deals, you know, to be able to uh, sell any kind of information or that kind of thing or ads on their site, not having the right analytics to begin with. And then I see a lot of people throw GA4 in. They just kind of click until they figure it out or find a free YouTube video on it. And they think they've got it right, but nothing matches. And so that's the biggest part of it is you're not collecting right information to begin with. So there's nothing really reliable in there. Yeah. So those are the really big things. And then not securing the site so that you can't pull out the bots. You may be looking, you may have 100,000 sessions this month, but 80,000 of them are just bots. Yeah. You know, that doesn't yeah. help you to know. So. Yeah, got it. Valuable. Uh, okay, uh, I have the question about uh, comparing uh, analytics 360. Uh, that looks expensive, so expensive. You know, I think big brands can use it. Uh, for small brands, they don't need at all. Uh, it's my opinion. Uh, so can you compare? them uh i mean this uh paid version and ga4 uh do we need yeah, to not really yeah i help bloggers none of them need that i mean nobody needs that and even when i went to look into the ga4 certification it's really all about that i mean that's where google analytics 4 shines way above universal analytics and if you need to do things like uh cross-site um analytics you know for clicks so like me i've got a main site then i've got my membership sites if i want to do that sort of thing or uh if i have a kiosk somewhere and somebody's clicking on something and i want to bring that information in those kinds of things and most folks just don't need it ga4 can really just the free version of it can handle if you have a store in it you know it's very heavily geared toward merchandising and products and there's a lot of really great things in there. They have uh, conversions, total revenue. Oh, and it's so easy to set up an event as a conversion. So you could actually even make your own custom dimension. So like if I want to see um, if somebody even saw my opt-in, meaning they scrolled to that point on the page and it stayed on the page, for longer than five seconds or 10 seconds, long enough to actually read it instead of just scrolling by it. I can see that. I can set that up as a trigger. And then I can see if they clicked on it and set that up as a conversion. And those things are tracked as events in GA4. And it's like, well, you know, everybody gets real excited about that. Or things like looking at clicks. What page or post was somebody on when they clicked my uh affiliate link and you can set those up as conversions and 
that's something that universal analytics really doesn't have without jumping through a bunch of hoops. And some of that is without even using Tag Manager. Now, GA4 really is made to work with Tag Manager. That's the most power that you can get. And that's where you create these custom dimensions to set up for things like, did somebody purchase my product or did they go to my course or there's a uh, funnel reports in there. You can see if people are getting caught in loops and that sort of thing. So GA4, the free version, check that out before you go buy something like Analytics 360 because it may have everything that you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, uh, let's talk about rumors uh, or uh, conspiracy theory, many okay. other stuff like this. <laughs> because, you know, uh, I still get questions about that Google might steal data to sell or use uh, in marketing any other places because of many uh, uh, things that happened with Facebook, I remember. Even DuckDuckGo is growing when Google has new scandal or any anything bad news about that. So your opinion, uh, Google uses our data to uh, own purposes or it's uh, our data and nobody can touch it? <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to address this in a couple of different ways with what I've heard because nobody knows for sure. Let me put yeah. it that way. Okay. So when you get any kind of Google account, Gmail, YouTube, you know, any kind of Google product, they're going to use that data. Okay. Whether they sell it or whatever, I don't know. Nobody knows for sure, but I guarantee you, if you have a Gmail account or something, they're going to use data. That's what GA4, why it had to be purchased, I mean, made all over again because of the privacy settings. And you can elect to track nothing. So in GA4, what you're tracking, if you turn it all on, it's called enhanced measurements or whatever. If you turn it all on, the only way that you can track is for people to be using Chrome and logged into Chrome and have those settings turned on that they're okay giving away their privacy information like uh, gender, their location, uh, their interests, things like their age, things like that. If they filled out that information for Google or Google knows it about them, then you get that information if they're willing to share it. All of that stuff is turned on by default in Chrome. All of the other browsers have it off. <coughs> Pardon me. So you're not getting, if people are coming from Safari, Brave, I don't know about Opera because it's Chromium-based. Microsoft Edge is Chromium-based, so I don't know about it. But you can't get that demographic information on those people because the yeah. browser's not allowing it. Sorry, I got a tickle in my throat. Yeah, that's okay. Nobody's about that. <laughs> so whatever information you are gathering, it's a subset of your users to begin with. Chrome is used by 80% of people. So you're still getting, you know, the lion's share of it. But we'll see what happens this summer because, you know, the European Union has been after them. All these countries are after them. Some folks in the United States have been after them. For those privacy settings, Chrome is going to take away third-party cookie tracking this summer. And they keep kicking the can down the road with that, so we don't know if they'll actually do it or not. They're already being sued out the Wazubi for it. 
So this is going to change radically, but what they've said over and over and over is that your Google Analytics, no matter what version you're using, are yours. That they don't have access to that information. Is that true or not? But they keep saying they don't have access to it. So that's what mm -hmm. we're going on. They have access to you as a user of Chrome that's signed in. And that's where you're getting all this demographic information. Oh, yeah, you betcha. They use that like crazy <laughs> to make yeah. loads of money. But you're, what they say is your Google Analytics data, they don't have access to it. Now, for Search Console, they don't have access to that either. But what they do have is the tracking from Google Search, people clicking on something in Google Search and going to your site and how long it takes them to come back. That's just them tracking Google search so they can make search better. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Love it. Uh, I have the question about uh, design. It's interesting. Uh, once I asked one of my clients why you don't use GA4 and he replied to me, it's not user friendly. Uh, I love uh, universal analytics. Can you tell how to make it user friendly? Because, you know, uh, people have habits, you know, uh, we have habits to use uh, one tool. If it changes dramatically, it takes time, you know, to learn, to understand what to click, buttons, features. Uh, tell how to learn user, uh, I mean, like J4, you know, and, and make it user friendly. Come take my course. <laughs> I mean, that's just the best way nice. I can tell. You're going to need a course for this. Um, I spent two months, day, night, weekends, I mean, 10 hours a day, trying to pick out the information that I needed for my people who are bloggers. Because GA4 is so heavy into the merchandising and storefronts and those kinds of things. And to pick out what you need and to make that information be the same information that you counted on in Universal Analytics. You know, because you've got to have certain numbers if you're going to have an ad agency, if you're going to work with brands or whatever. There are certain numbers you absolutely 100% have to have, and they have to be accurate. And it, you can do the sweat equity of trying to pick that stuff apart from YouTube and those guys, even mine, you know, with YouTube and TikTok and anywhere else I show you anything. You can take all the time you want to to try to pick that stuff apart. But I really think you're going to need a course. Now, the thing about the courses that you've got to really look for, there are two kinds of reports in GA4. One is the standard report that they give you snapshots. There's only about three of those that are even useful. And then the custom Explorer reports where you build your own from scratch. I mean, they give you templates, but you build your own on exactly what you want to see. You can customize the standard reports. But things like I was talking about with the acquisition overview report, it doesn't matter how much you customize it, it's still on first user. You want to see all users. So even if you can move the data around or change it from default channel group to source, it's not a report worth having. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. and especially before you put money down, and of course they'll say, we'll tell you how to customize reports. Make sure it's not just the standard report. Make sure they show you how to build an explore report. It's called explorations. Make sure that's what they're showing you because otherwise it's not worth paying for. So, um, and then 
the other thing to remember is as you look in something like YouTube to try to learn this yourself, GA4 has been in production and development for two years. A lot of the stuff you're going to look at doesn't match what you see on there now. And, you know, you get a $10 course somewhere, good luck getting one that stays updated because this yeah. thing is in active development. So, you know, the prices on the courses are all over the place. And we've got everything from $10 up to $1,500. And just because it's $1,500 doesn't mean it's a right fit for you. They may go into Google Analytics 360 and they may go into BigQuery and all this stuff that you don't even need, you know. Yeah. So if I think you're going to need a course. That's why I built one. I needed one. I had to, that's what I had to do to hook it up for myself, you know, nice. and I said, well, let me turn around and give this to my peeps too. That's what it took. And so, yeah, I think you're going to need yeah. a course. I don't think they're going to make it any friendlier because they really put the kitchen sink in this thing. I mean, it's got so much more in it than universal analytics had. And they give you a lot of flexibility if you want to build your own custom reports. And I, I really do think you're going to need a course. I don't think it's going to get any easier to use. They're not going to have the watered down format that they had in Universal Analytics. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Love it. Uh, I have the final question. Uh, in marketing, uh, you know, we have interesting quote. If you sell to anyone, you sell to no one. Uh, and uh, I think it's important to have your unique selling proposition. Let's talk about you. Can you tell what is your unique selling proposition? Why, uh, you, what kind of advantages you have compared to other specialists uh, online? And uh, tell more about your business, how you can help others, how you can support them, how you can help find the right data and set up J4 or any other stuff. Absolute clarity. You know what you're doing and why. And I'm a good teacher in that I give it to you in little bite-sized pieces because especially with GA4, there's so much new. The interface is new. The terminology is new. And, you know, those awful tutorials where they show you in the, like for the custom Explorer reports, they'll say, this is what this is. This is what this is. This, and, you know, it's an hour's worth of this is, and it's like, that's meaningless to me. I don't understand that. I don't know why that's important. Why are you telling me? It's just boring. And, you know, the way I go about it is to say, okay, here's the final thing of what we're doing. I show you the baked apple pie. This is what we're going to end up with. So you have an idea of what the goal is. And this is one step. Stop. Rest your mind. Here's another step because you're taking in so much new information. So it's that level of clarity and not overwhelming you, making sure that it's clear and to the point. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Um, it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you. Uh, you share a lot of valuable insights about GA4. I think it's important to uh, start today because when you do it in the last day, it will be hard. It will be hard to set up the right data and you can lose some data as well. So yeah, it's a big pleasure. Uh, tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Well, thank you so much. You can find me at blogaid.net. 
and uh yeah so i'm i'm constantly talking about all the tech and what's going you know all the hats you have to wear for being a successful site owner and i kind of cover the whole gamut of it and i teach courses that are a lot deeper in this so you are real clear and you know you've got the goods on it nice nice guys you can find all these links in the description below listen to us on apple google spotify thanks again for your time a big pleasure welcome back anytime to share more valuable insights i love it i think you can uh, get back uh, in summer 2023 when we have the last day of ga4 oh <laughs> so, they will yeah, have changed 10 things by then because as more people use it they're going to improve some things and so yeah there'll be lots of changes uh, by then I promise you a thousand people will watch this webinar <laughs> in July. Okay. Uh, thanks again, guys. You can find the links, uh, follow, um, uh, subscribe, uh, learn more, uh, open website because you can see a lot of valuable insights. Okay, guys. Love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.